Hello, everybody. This is a considerably despondent, dejected, and angry <laughs> Joseph P. Farrell. Welcome to News and Views on Thursday, November 12th, 2020. I don't have any uh, article or anything to talk about today. Uh, I just thought I would sit here and ramble a bit about because everybody has been asking me what I think of the last election. And as I say, I've been very despondent um, and very angry because this country is entering a twilight zone. Uh, I, I went to bed in the United States and woke up in the Weimar Republic or maybe Guatemala in, in the 1930s where he, we're a banana republic uh, with nukes, <laughs> and a lot of them. So um, I just thought I'd sit here and ramble because it's, uh, you know, this, this whole election uh, bodes very ill for the future of this country. Uh, should Biden win, it bodes very ill for the future of the middle class in this country. Uh, it bodes very well if he should win for the rich and super rich in this country. Uh, he's already talking about another four to six weeks lockdown, folks, on the basis of science. And that's one of the things coming out of this that I want to clue and warn people about right now. We are hearing, and in fact, the Democrats ran to a certain extent in their non-campaign of a campaign. They, they ran on a campaign of follow the science or trust the science. Did you catch that? And this means that they are now maneuvering. Come on, lighter. Sorry, folks. Well, wouldn't you know, I run out of... Folks, I'm going to do the unforgivable and go fill up my lighter <laughs> with fluid. Oh, all right, I'm sorry about that little that little interruption, but um, they're pushing the Democrats ran on this trust the science platform. And folks, I cannot tell you how significant and scary that is. That should scare all of you, be you 
on the left or on the right or in the center, be you in Canada or Australia or the United States or anywhere in Europe, that should scare the daylights out of you. Because, number one, you have a political party uh, grabbing onto the label of science. In other words, this is a blatant and raw attempt to politicize science. Now, this is not to say that science has not been politicized, and heavily so, in recent decades. But now it's blatant. You have one party laying claim to it, and look at what the implication is. The implication is that the other party, or any third party, or any independent voter is not scientific or, to use the old Soviet psychiatric term, rational. How could you be rational if you're not following the wonderful science of our Marxist Soviet Republic? And that's what I'm getting at here. This is an old, old Marxist thing, and it should scare the daylights out of you. It's not scientific to be a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim. It's not scientific if you don't believe in evolution. It's not scientific if you don't wear a face mask. It's not scientific if you don't get your COVID vaccine, and so on and so forth. You get the idea. Um, it scares the daylights out of me precisely because... Uh, and I'm not trying to take aim at any of you Democrats out there. I'm sure that most of you are probably as upset at the direction of the party leadership as I am. Uh, but it's a scary meme to be promoting when so many of the leaders in that party have become radicalized, to use occasional Kotex's words. And... Uh, when so many of them are clearly and openly avowed socialists and Marxists. That's what scares me. Um, because they will do anything in the name of science. And, of course, what always inevitably happens when science is politicized to that degree, to the degree that now my local mayor and local county officials, our health officials, are promoting but one version of the science and painting anybody else who challenges that version as being non-scientific. And there's even an effort to silence the people who have the academic credentials and who are not accepting the prevailing narrative. So this is a very, very um, disturbing trend. The other trend I've seen now is, of course, the... Uh, I'm going to call certain elements of the Democratic Party the Comicratic Party or the Marxocratic Party because, as someone in the chat room just pointed out, uh, they're trying to draw up lists of Trump supporters to punish them for being members of the administration or for supporting him. And uh, again, folks, we may think and write that off as just the talk of the lunatic fringe. But the sad fact of the matter is the, the lunatic fringe of that party are in positions of power. That's the sad fact of the matter. And 
I don't, uh, I don't see how that ends well for anybody other than themselves. Uh, so, you know, it's like I say, folks, I've been very, very despondent and very angry. I've been kind of flipping back and forth. And the other reason I took all this time off is that I have literally um, been getting a, uh, I don't know what else to call it, other, other than a blizzard of footnotes in the, in the form of articles that people are sending me. I mean, it began on election night, and it has continued at a steady pace since then. I, had, I have a, now, a, a folder called 2020 election fraud and it's full to i mean stuffed to the gills of articles about what is going on and it's clear to me that there is on a national scale i mean the last time folks that we saw this kind of voter fraud was in uh 2000 in florida you know when that whole state closed down uh the certification of the election for about uh, 40 days, I think it was, 37 days, something in there. Uh, now we are are seeing, and I'm sorry, if, if you're one of those that thinks there's no evidence of election fraud, go your way because I'm not here to convince you. Uh, go hang out with the flat earthers. Um, there is massive voter fraud in this election on a national scale. And that means that the deep state has a vested interest in promoting the narratives that I've just talked about. And that's also scary. Uh, I just, before I came online, printed off, someone sent me, just one of the cases that's now pending in federal case, uh, courts. This is case number four. Uh, dot two, uh, two zero slash CV slash zero two zero seven eight dash MWB. And this is a summary. And I'm just going to read the whole filing here. In the United States District Court for the Middle District of Pennsylvania, Donald J. Trump for President Inc. and Lawrence Roberts and David John Henry plaintiffs versus. Kathy Buchvar, in her capacity as Secretary of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Allegheny County Board of Elections, Center County Board of Elections, Chester County Board of Elections, Delaware County Board of Elections, Montgomery County Board of Elections, Northampton County Board of Elections, and Philadelphia County Board of Elections defendants. Uh, civil action, and then they have verified complaint for declar declaratory and injunctive relief plaintiffs by the undersigned counsel, hereby complain of defendants as follows. Nothing less than the integrity of the 2020 presidential election is at stake in this action. Defendants, the very officials charged with ensuring the integrity of the election in Pennsylvania, have so mismanaged the election process that no one, not the voters and not President Trump's campaign, can have any faith that their most sacred and basic rights under the United States Constitution are being protected. The evidence is plain that defendants have been and are 
blatantly violating the protections and procedures, including those enacted by the Pennsylvania General Assembly, which, let us recall, folks, under the U.S. Constitution, is the only authority over how elections are run and when they have to close and so on and so forth. Vitally necessary to ensure that the votes of the citizens of Pennsylvania are not illegally diluted by invalid ballots and that the election is free and fair. Count one. Fourteenth Amendments, U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, Amendment 14, uh, Section 42, the United States Congress, Subsection 1983, the denial of due process on the right to vote, invalid enactment of regulations affecting observation and monitoring of the election. Count two. Fourteenth Amendment, U.S. Constitution, Amendment 14, uh, Paragraph 32, United States Code, Section 1983, denial of equal protection, invalid enactment of regulations affecting observation and monitoring of the election. Count three. U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, and Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, Violation of the Electors and Elections Clauses, Count 4, 14th Amendment, U.S. Constitution, Amendment 14, uh, 42, United States Code, Subsection uh, Section 1983, Denial of Equal Protection, Disparate Treatment, of absentee and mail-in voters among different counties. That's one I haven't heard anybody on the media mention. Uh, count 5, United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, and Article 2, Section 1, Violation of the Electors and Elections Clauses. Count 6, 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Clause, U.S. Constitution, Amendment 14, and 42, United States Code, uh, section 1983, denial of due process, disparate treatment of absentee and mail-in voters among different counties. So in other words, uh, disparate treatment and, and denial of due process. And then count seven, the last count, United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Article 2, Section 1, violation of the electors and elections clauses. And it closes this way, wherefore, in addition to any other affirmative relief that the court may deem necessary and proper... Plaintiffs ask this court to enter judgment in their favor and provide the following alternative relief. Number one, an order declaration and or injunction that prohibits the defendant county boards of elections and defendant secretary Bookvar from certifying the results of the 2020 general election in Pennsylvania on a Commonwealth-wide basis. Number two, as an alternative to the first request for relief, an order declaration and or injunction that prohibits defendants from certifying the results of the general elections, which include the tabulation of absentee and mail-in ballots for which plaintiffs' watchers were prevented from observing during the pre-canvas and canvas in the county election boards. Number three, in addition to the alternative reliefs for requests for relief and order declaration and or injunction, that prohibits defendants from certifying the results of the general election, which include the tabulation of absentee and mail-in ballots, which defendants improperly permitted to be cured, and four, a temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction, granting the above relief during the pendency of this action, five, plaintiff's reasonable costs and expenses of this action, including attorney's fees and costs, and six, all further relief to which the plaintiffs might be entitled, Dated November 9th, 2020, respectively uh, submitted. 
Porter Wright and Morris, par, pardon me, Porter Wright, Morris, and Arthur, limited liability partners by and signed by Ronald L. Hicks, Jr., Ronald L. Hicks, Jr., uh, Pennsylvania number 49520, Carolyn B. McGee, Pennsylvania number 208815. Uh, the law firm here is the law offices of Linda A. Kearns, LLC, 1420 Locust Street, Suite 200, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19102, Council for the Plaintiffs. So, you know, this is just one, just one of the numerous lawsuits pending. The reason I read that is, as you can tell, there are several counts on which just one of these filings is being made. Now, it's true that the legal profession in this country is really messed up. But my point here is no counsel is going to take on a case that they do not think they cannot win. And they are not going to go to courts if there is no evidence. In other words, a court will throw out a frivolous lawsuit right off the bat. So there's enough prima facie evidence for significant voter fraud taking place. And that disturbs me. Uh, whether or not Trump wins or whether or not Biden wins, what disturbs me here is the scale of what has been done. Because what has been done is not only a fraud, but it's a fraud on the entire country. Uh, it's a fraud on both political parties. It's a fraud on our institutions. And that means that the ability of people, I suspect now, I mean, trust in American institutions was at an all-time low even before this election. I think one of the long-term consequences of that is it's going to tank completely. Now, that's bad, obviously, but for one reason that may not occur to most people, and again, please forgive me here, folks, I'm just kind of rambling. Uh, it's bad geopolitically because if there is such widespread corruption in the American system, then it means several things. Number one, the American system does not, and I'm going to be very blunt here, does not and is not working. And that in turn means that the system of governance in this country is so broken and so corrupt that the government of this country is no longer stable. And in evidence of that lack of stability, I want to point out for all of you, especially for those of you maybe who are in Europe or Canada, Australia, who don't have access to the day-to-day -day, uh, press in this country, what remains of the press in this country, uh, that lack of stability means that your governments are going to have to respond in kind and 
can no longer rely on the long-term stability of the government of this country. In other words, that means if you're living in France or Germany or Italy, you know, another major power, your governments are going to have to, number one, beef up their own military spending, and number two, seek different terms within existing alliances or a restructuring of existing alliances. In other words, NATO in Europe is going to either be restructured or completely collapse. In other words, we're kind of looking at the same scenario. Uh, and Terry Maison, the, the French writer, just talked about this recently. I think it was a very good article about how prior to the collapse of the Soviet Union, it was the alliance system, the Warsaw Pact, that began to collapse first. So I suspect that this lack of stability in American institutions is going to uh, force everybody a, over the long term to rethink their country's long-term best interests. Uh, the other problem is, of course, if Biden wins, you have basically a bought and paid for Chinese asset in the White House, and that should scare anybody. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not terribly optimistic um, at this point. Uh, Zen Boy in the chat room says the Gateway Pundit and others are saying the Dominion voting system has removed or changed 2.7 million votes that were intended for President Trump. I've heard that too. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I would not be surprised at all. What I've what I've been tracking thus far is just massive fraud, and there there have been votes that were flipped by the machines. Um, you know, to me, it appears that this is a clear election steal. Uh, but my question has been why? Why do things so blatantly? And it's like I put it to dark journalists the other night when we talked about all of this. We're either dealing with a, a, an elite that thinks it has such power that it's literally rubbing everyone's faces in the fact that they're stealing the election and there's not a damn thing anyone can do about it. In other words, it's an in-your-face social engineering operation to get everybody demoralized. Or, and here's the flip side, folks, I have been wondering for months why the Democratic Party would be committing political suicide like it appeared to be doing by running a senile old dotard like uh, Biden, who's nothing but a grifter. He's never accomplished anything in his life without a grift, and he's been using the entire U.S. federal government as, as his playground for the grift. In other words, he's kind of a second stringer. When I say using the federal government as a grift, think of the Bush family. Think of the Clintons. Uh, he's kind of a Johnny-come-lately to this whole thing. Um, I am as wary of this scenario watching the Democratic Party commit such egregious fraud that I have to wonder if they, like a friend of mine put it to me, uh, if they have been ordered to commit political suicide and fall on their sword. And then the question becomes why? Uh, you know, so I'm thinking you could have malicious forces very much at work behind Trump as behind Biden. So, you know, this is, this is a very, very disturbing election anyway one slices it. Um, I don't see 
the United States continuing to exist in any stable form. It's going to become increasingly more corrupt. Uh, I've even suspected that perhaps part of the goal here is deliberately to split the country so that Mr. Globaloney and all of his financial crony capitalist buddies can walk away from all the debt that they've given everybody else. Uh, so it's, it's very, very iffy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, someone just mentioned in the chat room that uh, Camel will declare uh, Joe Biden unfit and become president, you know, and she's a marionette herself. She'll do whatever people tell her to do. Um, and, you know, that scenario has been talked about for several months in this country as well. So, you know, if you're an American voter, if you're a middle class person trying to survive all these nutty lockdowns and face mask mandates and, you know, all the nonsense. And by the way, folks, uh, it's not just the Democratic states that are doing this. I live in a state where the government is a squishy Republican. We call them rhinos in this country. And my local city mayor is also Republican and, you know, has rammed these man face mask mandates uh, through the city council. And again, done so in the name of science. <laughs> so, you know, it's not just the Democrats doing this. You're looking at a full-scale technocratic rollout here with all of this emphasis on science. And notice the first things they went after were churches, synagogues, mosques, Buddhist temples, you know, whatever. Uh, we can't have that claptrap hanging around here mucking up our wonderful scientific world that we're trying to implement. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a mess, folks. Um, and I don't see any way out of it that is not a mess. <laughs> so anyway... Um, Doug Croco in the chat room says everyone should watch the Shattered Union video game trailer on YouTube. Um, Truth Lover says the Jewish people fight back and the Christians pray more. Well, that may be true, but you know, it may be time to, for Christians to get back in touch with the church fathers teachings that Christians do have the right of self-defense, <laughs> you know? And for that matter, in the Orthodox Church in the litanies, there used to be prayers for our Christ-loving armies and our God-protected emperor and so on. So, you know, it may be time to <laughs> revive some of those traditions. Who knows? Um, yeah, to coordinate that fraud that could sway an election would require individual actors to risk life in prison. Um yeah, most, most of the fraud, as far as I've been able to determine, um, who's this, Zikafus? Most of the fraud, as, I, as far as I've been able to determine, at least what I've seen in all these articles, is largely machine-based, although there have been these weird videos of, of people supposedly in polling places counting votes actually filling out ballots, or in one guy, one guy actually took a video of himself tearing up a Trump vote absentee vote and just tossing it in, you know, tossing it in the waste pile. So, um, you know, and I want to be very clear here. It's not just, it's not just Democrats doing this. One of the things that most Americans do not know is that when Abraham Lincoln was elected president in 1860, the Republican party was up to its earlobes in massive 
ballot stuffing and voter fraud. Uh, you know, honest Abe wasn't really as honest <laughs> as the mythology makes him out to be. So, and again, you know, there were high stakes in that election that the Republican Party wanted to be in control and have their economic levers that they were pushing for and all of that, and of course, started a war as a consequence. So there's lots going on here, um, and it's, none of it's good. Uh, I, hate, I hate to break it to you. None of it's good. Um, Polygon, oh, thank you, Polygon, for that comment. Uh, the vote counting room should be as secure as a casino counting room. They want it this precisely. And, you know, I was a casino manager, and I know what you're talking about, about casino uh, counting rooms. Uh, it's, it, should be that, it should be that strict and that secure and that monitored. Um, but, yeah, up to the gunnels, says Charles Williamson. Yeah. And casinos, yes, casinos do rig the games, that's for sure. But the point there is a casino counting room is monitored very, very closely. I mean, you would not believe. Um, yeah, I was a casino manager many, many years ago. I was the ranking overnight floor manager in a large casino. But anyway... Um, it's it's very very it's very very weird this this whole election um, the non campaign that the Biden campaign was quote unquote running versus the Trump campaign I mean it was just the whole thing is just bizarre <laughs> the whole thing is just bizarre Tracy Spose in the chat room just said Arizona Attorney General did not check the machines and just resigned. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Listen, folks, it's been since um, a week and two days ago. It's been, an, I mean, you have no idea the gale of articles people are sending me from all over the country, from all over the world about all of this. Um, it's just, it's just overwhelming. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, Poly, uh, Polygon. Lincoln was a tyrant <laughs> and hired to destroy the country. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that camp myself. And what most people don't know is the Republican Party back then. Uh, a friend of mine, a member of the website, sent me a book about the Republican Party in Lincoln's time. A very good book. But the Republican Party had you know all of these. 1848 revolutionaries, primarily from Germany, that came to this country and brought their revolutionary doctrine into the Republican Party. And, you know, Lincoln was so bad as a vote fixer that during the 1864 election and the 1862 off-year election, he had his commanders order the Republican members of the Union armies on leave so that they could go vote and keep the Democratic members <laughs> of the Union army at their posts so that they couldn't vote. <laughs> so, you know, talk about, talk about a shady character. <laughs> you know, in the middle of the war, you, you send half of your army off to vote. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are South Africa on steroids. I don't remember the name of the book, Polygon. I'd have to look it up. 
but um, it's an interesting book. I think it was called uh, Lincoln's Revolutionaries or something like that, or the Republican Party's Revolutionaries, or I don't, I don't remember. It's, it's a very interesting book. But anyway, that's, that's where we're at right now, folks. Um, I don't know what the outcome of all of this is going to be. Your guess is as good as mine, but the long-term consequences are this country is now very unstable. The only way to stabilize the country right now is just through raw force. And unfortunately, we've got both the right and the left in this country talking about uh, violence of some sort or another. So it's a mess. It's a mess. JG says everything that America, that is a deep state, did to other states is now happening in the USA itself. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 not becoming a banana republic. It is a banana republic. Uh, it's a banana republic with nukes. So anyway, you know, I agree, Paul. Stabilized through rule of law, but it's looking increasingly dodgy. Uh, I, I'm with you there, but I just don't think they're going to go that route. You know, I, I'm very alarmed about this science meme because the way they're going to use it is science tells us we should run the country this way. In other words, it's going to be it's going to be a Soviet uh, style uh, politicized science meme backing policy decisions that are Looney Tunes. So anyway. Gary Feltham says it was a banana republic right from the start. Don't get me started, Gary, because I, I entertain the view that the 1787 Philadelphia Constitutional Convention was really a coup d'etat by a plutocratic class. So anyway, you know, the, the old Hamiltonians versus Jeffersonians uh, meme. And in that debate... I'm firmly on the Jeffersonian, not the Hamiltonian side. Yeah, they'll break our legs, then offer us a crutch. Uh, I have no doubt that that's probably <laughs> in some people's mind. Um, Jack OG says, Australia has a puppet government, as do most Western governments at the moment. Yep, I agree. Someone wants the whole Western civilization to fail, and I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too. Yes, Hamilton the Freemason, truth lover, says. All right, folks, that's my little musing of the day. Um, I am not blogging the rest of the week. There is a vid chat tomorrow. Please don't forget if you're uh, a member and you haven't got your questions or comments in, that vid chat will start at 2 p.m. United States Central Time. Uh, we are going to go ahead with that. Uh, as usual, I'll be in the chat room early for a little pre-chat. So please remember to get your questions or comments in uh, before I go to bed tonight, whenever that may be. I've been taking this time off also to catch up on some much-needed sleep. <laughs> so Anyway, thank you all for listening to my little rambling, ranting news today. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody.